Welcome to the Lindsay Hadley Podcast Show. I'm coming to you from the North Shore of Oahu, where weekly I interview some of the world's most inspiring people from business, philanthropy, and entertainment. I love collecting humans, and these are some of my favorites I've found along the way. This podcast is brought to us by Capita Financial Network. Do you need help with the next steps of your financial plan? Think Capita. Capita is a financial network built around you. They have a team of financial advisors, CPAs, state attorneys, Medicare providers, and social security experts to help you accomplish your financial goals. Call or schedule a complimentary consultation at 801-566-5058 or visit their website at capitafinancialnetwork.com. You can also check out their financial education podcast, The Financial Call, available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and YouTube. Hi, and welcome to the Lindsay Hadley podcast show. Today, I'm so thrilled to introduce you guys to KP Harry, who's the executive vice chairman of Sperry Dian Technologies, which he's had an incredible background. He's originally um, provided solutions um, all over the US, Canada, UAE, India, um, and Singapore, and they have over 1,200 employees. This business is uh, booming. And we're so excited to hear from, of course, the co-founder and the CFO. So this is somebody who has a lot of expertise around the business. And why don't you share with us a little bit, KP, about your journey as an entrepreneur and introduce yourself, however you'd like it. I'm so excited for my audience to learn and get to know you and for myself too, as well. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, my name is KP Hari, as Lindsay mentioned. So I am the co-founder and executive vice chairman of Spiridian Technologies. So we have about 1,200 employees here in the United States, and we have about 3,000 employees outside. So total about close to 4,000 employees all over the world. We have operations in 10 countries, and we have offices in the United States, about eight offices in the United States. I work out of our Southern California office. We started Speridian 20 years back in exactly in 2003, August. Me and my uh, partner, he's the founder and uh, chairman of company. His name is Girish Paniker. So he started the company and I was added as a founder after, after a month. So that is why I claim it as a co-founder, not as a founder of the company. And uh, we started with, you know, with, with, with very little investment. And, but you know, see, after 20 years of hard work, we have, you know, close to 4,000 employees and uh, several million dollar worth of business across the world. KP, did you ever imagine Sperry DN Technologies getting this big and having this kind of reach? I mean, I guess when you set, set out as an entrepreneur to accomplish things, you hope you're going to be a big success, but this is just tremendous. It's a, uh, it's a very, very good and valid question. When we started it, we didn't have any idea that how big it can get to. But once we started getting into the rhythm of growing and going, that is when you know we realized that you know if we do it right, if we pull the correct right team along, then we can get you know to big, as big as us now. But you know we are not stopping here. We know that we can grow much bigger than what we are today. Incredible. So you said you have over 3,000 employees internationally, which I didn't realize um, from my research. So that's amazing. But you are, uh, how exactly have, and where do you mostly find these talented people that are abroad? Because you're based here in the US, is that right? 
Yes, we are we are headquartered here and registered. We are an American USA based company. Our headquarters is in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we have offices here in Irvine, Kansas City, Rockwell, Maryland, Montana, Na and Memphis, and also in Albany, New York, and Sacramento. So you know, so we are pretty much you know see diverse across the nation here. Our hiring process is you know twofold. One is the lateral hires. That is the experienced people from the industry. We hire them. Yeah. That is one way. The other way is that you know hiring fresh graduates out of college who are seniors in the college. So we partner with few universities here in North America. We hire them out of college. Then we train them. We using our training programs, partnering with the universities. We train them and then we hire them. into the company we absorb them as our full time employees so those are the two ways or two avenues of our hiring we have done this with you know successfully with several universities here in north america as well as in canada amazing and what is the are you mostly finding customer service sales people that are in um coding like what are what is the the nature and the breadth of some of the 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 roles you're hiring internationally So most of our work is on the engineering, technical engineering, software engineering side. But you know, any software engineering comes with project management or business analyst or quality assurance engineers, QA people. So it is a full spectrum of software development. So we hire engineers primarily, but you know, we hire support staff for our internal HR, finance, business analysis, and also doing sales. and doing project management and customer relationship management too amazing and kitty tell us a little bit about your story where you're from and then what got you on this journey as an entrepreneur to be a tycoon now in the tech industry i mean this is every entrepreneur's dream but i'm sure it hasn't been like for the faint of heart like these are hard hard uh roads to take as an entrepreneur the roads less travel maybe you can share like your background your story that what got you here now Absolutely, absolutely. I grew up in a in a village in India, and I went to school there in India. I have a undergrad degree in mechanical engineering. After that, I was I was a college professor in the University of Bombay for a few years. During that time, I went and did my masters in computer science. That is what made me switch from mechanical engineering to software engineering. I used to work in Mumbai for a consulting company who is based here in Irvine, California. So they process my immigration visa, work visa for United okay. States, and uh, me and my family moved here in 1994. So I worked wow. with them till 2001 for seven years here in Irvine and several other locations like you know Kansas City, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, New York. San Francisco, etc. And uh, after in two thousand one, I joined H and R Block as one of their directors and for their online tax product. So we developed uh, the tax product for H and R Block. Then I moved to California and um, did their mortgage platforms, working with the H and R Block mortgage here in California. So Speridian was started in two thousand three. And when we started Speridian, you know, it was teeny tiny, small, with you know, no revenue, no employees, nothing. Then you know, we got our first few clients. Then we started generating some revenue. 
with that money and you know with our investments you know we kept growing and you know in uh, 2010 to 13 was a very good growth year for us uh, we have hired that is a time when we hired our next level of management who can who can who can run the company who can take it over and you know because me and Girish Panikar we were uh, we were we were stretching thin because we were doing a lot of things so we needed help so we hired the next level of management and we used that as a, as a as a as a stepping stone to get to the next level that was our growth and uh, in 2006 7 we have started our offshore development center in india so that you know we can do some back office operations we can do some software development from those centers that is how you know we we grew amazing so um, KP, were you able, because of Spiridion, were you able to go back to India really regularly yourself and go see family and visit your homeland? Yes, you know, see, I'm a U.S. citizen now, me and my wife and kids. Uh, but, you know, we go, at least me and my wife goes to India at least once a year, some most, most often twice a year. And we go back wow. because, you know, we have we have five offices in India. So, and I go visit the offices. So it is a it's a work come pleasure trip. So we can do you know we can visit yes. friends and families, and we can do the work calls. Wonderful, wonderful. So for those who don't know, can you share a little bit about what Spiridion Technologies does, like the services that it's a SaaS company, but maybe share, especially those who aren't familiar, yes, um, how you guys have kind of revolutionized some of the technology services. Yes, it has the Speridian Technologies is primarily an IT services company. So that is what we started off as. We were providing pure IT services. So we used to provide either manpower or we were we will take over a small project or a big project or a portion of a project and we will execute it in in-house and then we will deliver it to the clients. That was our model. We started the company. Then after a few years, you know, we saw the opportunity for developing some products on our own. So we started, we developed an insurance, healthcare insurance product, which is used widely now. And we have, we have also started a couple of the sister companies in Speridian itself. One is known as True Coverage. True Coverage is an insurance marketplace, which uses our own product, which was developed by Speridian and another product company called Benefit Align which is all owned 100% by Speridian holding company. So what we have seen is that, you know, we see an opportunity in the market by we may be getting into that industry as just as a service provider, providing some service and value added service. But when we see an opportunity, we develop on that idea and we develop it as a product. See, for example, uh, recently uh, in 2020, when CARES Act came, we saw the opportunity because the state governments were getting a lot of funds for distribution, distributing it to the citizens. So we saw that opportunity and we developed a product called Financial Aid Management System or FAMS. So that product, we were able to sell it to uh, license it to state of Arizona and state of Florida for their emergency rental assistance program because there were federal funds given to the states and cities to distribute it to the people 
the citizens who are impacted by COVID. So many people, as we all know that, you know, many people lost their jobs. Many people lost their only income and, you know, they were not able to, to, to just survive. They were not able to pay their monthly rents. That is when, you know, under President Trump and then President Biden, you know, these emergency rental assistance programs were put in place. So we, we have licensed that software to the states. See, for example, state of Florida used our product to distribute more than $2.2 billion to the needy citizens. So the next version of that product was released in 20, later part of 2020. That also for a struggling citizens to pay their mortgage assistance. So there were, there were federal funds allocated for uh, uh, supporting the citizens paying their mortgages. So we were able to retool our uh, product to, to give to use by the states and cities and counties to support the citizens by taking care of their mortgage payments. So we were able to sell, to sell that to several states, including Arizona, Indiana, New Hampshire, Vermont, etc., etc. We were able to sell that one. So now what we have done is that we have partnered with uh, with several other companies, and what we have done is that Microsoft and Google primarily. So we have leveraged their product and developed a state-of-the-art low-code case management system. We call it as case excellence. That can be used for any case management, like, you know, for example, uh, license renewals or warranty management or for any funds distribution, including child support or student loan support. Anything, you know, say any cases can be supported, handled by this case management system, case excellence. Now, we are in discussion with several states and also cities that how we can help cities to have to use this system and tackle their problems for example we were in we are in discussion with one of the cities to how to tackle their homeless situation and also to to handle their emergency assistance for the citizens when they call 911 or when they are calling some you know see some people are calling for some they, they just need a support for maybe one night of stay somewhere, some homeless people maybe, or some people who are struggling with some mental health issues. So they are all, you know, approaching the city with their problems. And so we are in discussion with the city. We have not uh, done the, signed the deal yet, but we are in discussion with this, that city, how we can use our case excellence platform to, to, to address and to manage the situation. See, for example, the city has to get the calls either from a social worker or from 911 or from, you know, any other or a hospital that, you know, this, this person needs help or assistance. So that case can be logged into our case excellence platform. And then the, this, this agency in that state, in that city has got partnership with their alliances like, you know, social welfare department. There are counseling agencies. There are hospitals. All of them are in partnership with the city. So the city can refer this person to the right services they need. 
So, you know, say that is one of the product, that is one feature of the product, you know, which we have developed. So these products, you know, they, that is, that is what we believe in giving back to the community. And also, you know, see, we want to employ more people. That way, you know, see, both of us can grow. Both of us can give back to the community and the, and the citizens back. That's wonderful. Kippy, have you worked with many, I mean, you've worked with a lot of government bodies, it sounds like, in insurance organizations and companies. Um, have you worked with many nonprofits? Like I'm sitting here thinking, I live here in Hawaii and recently in Maui, they had these horrible fires. And friends of mine at the Entertainment Industry Foundation, my dear friend, Nicole Sexton, and my friend Brian got their back-end office managing Oprah Winfrey and The Rock's big commitment for $10 million. There was some negative press around people criticizing Oprah Winfrey for her owning land in Maui, but nobody actually criticized the efficacy or how impactful it was to give direct funds to the victims of the fires. And it was designed by the local community leaders. They spoke with Oprah and with Dwayne Johnson and said, this is what we want. They made this generous gift. Um, and now the back end management of getting that funding and making sure there's no fraud and those who are applying for the funding and managing that, I should totally introduce you and find out, but they, they've been impeccably running it. But if, if there's a way to do it through an incredible software, this is amazing, but I'm, there's a lot of nonprofits that get direct aid to individuals around the world. Have you worked with many nonprofit organizations? And if so, what, some, what are some of them that we might know? Lindsay, you know, see, it is it is so funny that you know you mentioned about Maui Fund. It's just a coincidence. You know, see, we have an office in Honolulu, and and we work with State of Hawaii in multiple departments. And three weeks back, me and my my wife were there in Hawaii. My son works in Honolulu, so you know, so we were uh, we are deeply touched with the Maui fires. So. Um, we we have raised uh, money inside Spiridian with an employee contribution. So we have raised a decent amount from across the world. Many Spiridian employees have contributed from $5 to, you know, $500 to $1,000. So we have collected as, as a decent amount of money. And company has matched each and every dollar contribution. Wonderful. And so we, we, when we were in Hawaii, we met with uh, Governor uh, Dr. Josh Green. I have met him before that also, but you know, this time was related to this, this reason why. So, we, you know, he was in Maui the day before, before I met him. So he told some stories about, you know, Maui and, you know, how he and his wife are, you know, really, really helping and, you know, deeply involved in those relief efforts. I have a call with their uh, state finance secretary next week, how we can help and how we can leverage and divert these funds, which we, which we have collected directly for the Maui victims. Amazing. Well, I've got to introduce you to the, the team behind um, Oprah's and the Rocks Fund because I have other friends who have caught wind of it and it, it makes a lot of sense. The best thing is to get them actual, like many of them lost their jobs, they lost their homes. They're very little support from our government, tragically, and the insurance claims are backed up. It's a nightmare. You know, as you can imagine, they need help now and they need resources right now. And so I'm so thrilled that you guys are designing how generous of your employees and your company to match. That must be 
really stunning to see um, the culture that you've created in your company that they would care. That's so neat. Your, your son is here in Honolulu. I'll have to go and say hi to him sometime. It's just an hour away. I live on the North Shore. But I was going to say, um, yeah, KP, so if, you know, I would love to introduce you to them and find out if, if your services and you guys can partner in some way because I think we're leveraging more funding into this fund to get as much direct help as possible. Definitely, Vincent. Yeah, absolutely. We would, we would definitely would love to. And it was actually my son's friend who lives in uh, Maui lost his house. They did uh, they did uh, oh. uh, go fund and you know raise some money and you know we were able to help him out. So we will absolutely will do. And you know I would love to help the agencies. You know see whichever way we can. Uh, we may not be able to move the mountains, but you know we can definitely move some stones and you know help provide as much help as possible. Absolutely. Love it. I love it. So growing up in India, um, you know, I've actually never been to India, but I have many friends from there. Um, and I recently, my business partners in filmmaking were making a documentary about vulnerable children. And there's such a large amount of um, vulnerable children living in India due to poverty and, and other dynamics. But I'm curious as a family and for you personally, KP, it sounds like you have just a heart of gold. Are there causes that are closest to your heart? And as now that you've, you know, kind of reaching this tremendous success as an entrepreneur, is there something that's calling that life is calling you into more in terms of, you know, who, how you want to help, what you want to help? You know, you've seen probably a lot of disparity in the world and probably feel quite lucky, like, like most of us, that we have the resources and opportunities that we have here in the United States and other places in the world. Absolutely, Lindsay. No, see, baby. I get very emotional when I talk about my childhood, but you know, that may be another topic for some other day. Uh, but you know, see, I grew up, as I told you, I grew up very poor and you know, see one thing which, you know, kept me going was that, you know, my dad's uh, uh, commitment that, you know, we have to get education, whatever education possible. At the time, you know, in India, it was most of the education was free. Even including college was free. Education is completely free. Only thing what we need is that you know we just need to have food, and maybe buy some books and clothes and get to the college. That is it. But you know every school is free. Every even today there are private schools and colleges. But you know most of the schools, if you if you are if you are decent in studies, you can get into a, into a decent public school and you know you can graduate. So, you know, but my thing was that, you know, my engineering college admission and actually also my brother's admission was, you know, not in the hometown where we grew up. It was a little bit far away. So we have to stay in a dorm and, you know, uh, and so there were some expenses, correct? And even that expenses, we were not able to, to afford. It was, it was, you know, it was, it was out of our reach. Because you know we were daily, you know, see just a just a day to day a family. I don't know we we you want to get that money that day, you know, survive that kind of uh, this. But you know, see my mom and dad, you know, see they really really um, worked hard and made sure that you know we just pull it through the college. So that is what you know see that is what gave us an opportunity. Correct, you know, once we are once we get education, as I was telling somebody that you know the total game changes because you know if you are educated it doesn't matter how poor or rich you are you can you can find a job 
especially in today's world, it is very easy to find a job. If you are educated and you know, if you are skilled, you can find a job. So it also, we got lucky, really, really lucky. And, you know, I, I, know, I thank God and my parents and family every day that, you know, we were really fortunate. We struggled through it during the first, you know, 20, 21 years. But, you know, once we were out of college, once we had that college degree in our hand, then, you know, we could, we could achieve whatever we wanted to achieve in the world. So, you know, we got jobs and, you know, fortunately, you know, see, I was able to come to this God-blessed country, America. And, you know, here is a land of opportunities, correct? You know, if you, if you want to work hard, if you can work hard and, you know, if you have the, the ambition, then, you know, there is opportunities that are everywhere. You just turn around, look, there are opportunities, correct? Yes. So, you know, so that yes. helped us to get here. So, you know, see, I always, you know, wondered, I always tell people that, you know, if you can help, help somebody to get their education. So there is an organization here in Orange County called Educate a Kid, E-A-K, Educate a Kid. So what they do is that, you know, they raise money every year in the U.S. And then they take the money and, you know, support kids back in India for their college education. They do only college education. But, you know, that is good because, you know, school is, you know, some most of the people can get through school and they do get through school. But, you know, college is when, you know, there are some other additional expenses, correct? You know, so we, so this Educator Kid um, um, organization, it's a non-profit organization. And, you know, see, I'm one of the keynote speakers every year. And, you know, I go for their fundraising. I donate money from Spiridin as well as me, you know, personally, me and my wife, you know, we donate the money. And, you know, we go and attend that. that the next fundraising is on November 4th. Oh, wow, it's coming up. It's coming up, you know, it's, it's three weeks away in, in, in Irvine. So we are going to, uh, in Orange County, in, um, so we are going to raise some good amount of money. So and I reach out to everybody, take all my friends and, you know, take more and more friends and, you know, introduce them to the organization so that, you know, it can just keep growing. So, you know, with that, you know, see, last year we supported, if I'm not mistaken, about 100 students, 100 students. And I'm sure that, you know, they, they are in, they are, they are in uh, the support for last, you know, 15 or 18 years. I have been part of that organization only last maybe 10 or 12 years. But, you know, see, you can imagine that, you know, how many kids they have helped collect. And, you know, it is, it's a phenomenal organization. And, you know, I support them and, you know, see, on, on top of addition and also, you know, a lot of people needing help and, you know, whatever help we can provide outside this organization also one-on-one -on -one help. If somebody comes and tells me that, you know, they need money to go to college and, you know, then definitely I'll find that money Maybe. somehow, you know, to put them through because that is the way they are going to get a life. And, you know, so we, with the educated kids, you know, the, the logo and slogan is that, you know, educate a kid and support a family. Because we know that, you know, one, wow. kid, one kid getting educated the whole family get lifted. No going back, correct? That is what we do. I love I love that you've taken something that was your own lived experience, your own difficulties, trials, you know, background, and you're taking it and paying it forward like this. It's really stunning because it's so personal and you understand it in such a visceral way, like more than most people would. And I think a lot of people intellectually understand and appreciate education, but if they've not seen 
the difference between not having a college degree means you can't feed your children and having a college degree makes the you know, world of a difference. Um, I just find that so cool that you value it that way. What are, what are your thoughts around, you know, how we can help in speaking about education? There's a, it's, we're in a new world. I mean, I was a professor at a university here in Hawaii and taught social entrepreneurship. And there was a couple students that I actually, um, full disclosure, I encouraged them to drop out of college to pursue their specific vocation because they were so talented. One of them is a very talented filmmaker. And I saw his work and he was remarkable and so passionate. He was 19 years old. And I said, hey, what is it you want to do for a living? He said, I want to make movies, make films. And I said, you know, you don't actually need a college degree. What you need is a book of business. You need work experience, you know, and you already have such a gift and you're so naturally ahead of most people your age. He dropped out and he now is making Netflix documentaries and TV shows and Super Bowl commercials. And he's making incredible money, you know, close to 200 grand a year. And he's, he's 20 years old and all of the other students are gaining debt and their years. In. And by the time they're done in four years, he'll have four years work experience, tons of accreditation. I mean, I think it was really good advice. I feel really confident in the advice I gave him, but I think it depends on what you want to do. And in the world of technology, you can get so many skills that don't require like a formal education for you. Does education mean a lot of things or is it, do you have a certain paradigm of, Hey, university and academic world or any thoughts you have about that? Because obviously you're so passionate about this issue. So Lindsay, you know, it's a very incredible point you brought up at Tennessee. But today, if you look around, how many people are like the one movie director or producer whom you have come across? Yeah, they are, that's they are. They are very, very handful, correct? Very handful. So, you know, those are exceptions in my mind. Yes, you know, Bill Gates was a college dropout. But, you know, how many college dropouts have become Bill Gates? Very few. But the, the average rule of survival is that education helps. So, in a, if, you are, if you are very good, very smart, you don't need a college degree. But, you know, if you are not in that cream elite, you know, zero, zero, 0.0001 percentage in the world. I will I will recommend them either to go to college or pick up a skill. They don't have to go to college only, but you know, they have to pick up a skill. See, there are you know that you need America. You know, see, electricians, plumbers, carpenters. They are they are making good amount of money. Then the nurses and you know you name it. You know they just need to develop a skill. And if college degree helps, just go do it. If it not, you know, then go do it whatever you want to. And, you know, whatever skills you think it is. Then, you know, then become and, you know, become. But, you know, only thing what my, my, my sincere advice is that, you know, don't do a mediocre job. Do, do something good. Then, you know, you feel good and, you know, you get recognized and, you know, you can grow in this. And if you are an engineer, do a good, be a good engineer. If you are a carpenter, be a good carpenter. That will help, you know, see the young adults. That is, that is my advice. But, you know, I agree that, you know, see, there are, there are, you may even need a college degree. And, you know, but, you know, that helps, in my opinion. Any, anything and everything you learn, it may not be directly applicable to your life, but, you know, those things all help. 
that is that is that's my philosophy and you know i think it's great advice kp and you know your your thoughts about you know there's different types of education are great but but the default to say hey this is a tried and true way you've gained so much from it i love that you're supporting these people this way so you said make sure you do whatever you do well and you've done what you've done so well as a tech entrepreneur Tell us a little bit about, you know, oftentimes we look at the end of a journey and we say, look how successful, and maybe, you know, you can share some examples of failures along the way. Because I think sometimes in our culture, we don't always celebrate what went wrong or what we learned and maybe how a failure ended up being a great gift to you on your journey. If you can think of any that come to mind, we'd love to, you know, um, hear any stories that you might have about things you learned through failure. Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they learn hurry and fail fast so you can go into the right thing, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, see, there is, there is this, I don't think that, you know, anybody hasn't failed at least, you know, a few times. They may have in their number of success, maybe highly outnumber the number of failures. So, you know, so we don't look at those failures, but, you know, I, I believe that, you know, almost everybody or all of us may have failed in something or, you know, have we have done something, you know, wrong or, you know, not right and all those things, correct? Yes, you know, definitely I also have, you know, several experiences. I also think that, you know, today, or if I had done that one differently, you know, we would have been in a different place. A hundred percentage, I agree. And, you know, just for an example, you know, see, we, um, see, my partner, he's a, he's an, aggressive, you know, very strategic entrepreneur. He is, she has the vision and, you know, I am mostly an execution guy. I just go and, you know, just, you know, cut trees and build it, build it, make it happen guy. That is me, you know. Um, so, you know, so we have done, we have done some stupid things also, but, you know, it was a learning, good learning exercises. We started some business and, you know, we thought that, you know, there's tremendous opportunities. But, you know, we did not know much about that uh, that industry. So we failed miserably on that. But, you know, we learned quickly and, you know, see after maybe about three years and, you know, burning some cash, you know, see, we we narrowed that one down and, you know, we just almost, you know, shut it down. There is a skeleton still running, but, you know, not much, you know, spending or anything. So that is one advice that, you know, which I give, which, which you know, I would like to give you, you know, see, I'm, let's see, to be honest with you, you know, see, I don't consider myself as, you know, too wise or anything to give, you know, advice and all those things to people. I have a lot of experience, you know, see, which, you know, gave in, which I learned in my life, you know, that is the only thing which I can give it to my people, you know. So what I, my suggestion is that, you know, if you think something is not working, then, you know, try to, try to make it right. But you know, if it still doesn't work, then you know, let it go. There are some so many other opportunities. That is one way. Another way is that you know, well, while you are making it right, there are several opportunities and several there are several options to make it right also. See, for example, if you don't, if you are in a business which you know you are not an expert in that business, you can hire somebody or partner with somebody who is very good in that business, bring them along with you. Then, you know, that would change the whole scenario. That, 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 is, that, that also we have done. We have done in another business that, you know, we went and acquired a company and, you know, they helped us 
and you know then we went and acquired a couple of more companies and you know kept growing and you know that helps us a lot so so you know the failures are part of life and you know see that is the way it is but you know you cannot just you know just lie down there and say that okay you know i was i got hit but you know, have to we have to get up and you know stand up and you know then start walking again oh i love that your your idea about giving everything you can but at a certain point know when to let go know when to move on and i think there's a there is a deep wisdom in that and you do have great advice to give so i appreciate that insight so kp what's the next step for your business are you guys looking to go public you're going to try to sell do you have a do you have a you know dream exit for you is it something that you know you're you're kind of going you know we're we're at this certain point we need to get to another series of investment and capital to grow or what's kind of your what's next on the horizon for you and your your next steps so we have divided our company into two parts one is asperidian technologies you know so we do it services and products and we have another company called true coverage true coverage is an insurance marketplace so those two are our flagship companies now we have aggregated all the other companies under one of these two and now you know now we are we are uh, looking we are doing the preparatory work to get into market and raise some capital later this year or only next year preferably later this year but it may be too late for you know just only a couple of months left in this year so we are definitely in that and you know uh, and, uh, keep in mind that you know both these companies are profitable and so we don't need money to keep running and you know so we believe that you know organically we have reached a point where we can we have organically whatever we can growth can be accomplished we believe that we have reached that stage so what do we want to do next is that you know we want to we want to get some investment and get to market and you know maybe acquire some companies so non inorganic way we want to grow too but we will continue our organic growth but you know inorganic way also we, we whatever growth we can get to then you know maybe eventually go public or we don't know honestly you know how far that can take us but you know we are definitely in the short term itself you know we are going to go to market and you know raise some capital that is for that's for sure and uh, regarding exit you know see i don't think that i can exit into you know say i will i continue to work as long as my health permits that you know because you know i don't know uh, i have some hobbies to do but you know see i i'm not a i'm not a person who can just you know relax sit sit in my couch and say that oh i am retired what should i do today um and you know see so i will, i i enjoy working and you know but um, i will definitely i will slow down and you know i will take you know less and less responsibilities that will definitely i will do in the coming years well kp that's amazing i'm so good luck with this next step of taking on capital and um thank you so much for all you're doing in the world and helping people with education and employing people thousands of people globally and helping communities get the needs um that they need directly i'm so thrilled to have met you thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom your insights and your journey we so appreciate you thank you thank you lindsay thanks for having me on your show i really appreciate the opportunity and um, and let us partner together and you know help whatever help we can provide back to the community and uh, as i said earlier you know see i feel blessed 
to to be in the position what I am today and uh, thank you so much Do you need help with the next steps for your financial plan think Capita Capita is a financial network built around you They have a team of financial advisors CPAs estate attorneys Medicare providers and social security experts to help you accomplish your financial goals Call to schedule a complimentary consultation at 801-566-5058 or visit their website at www.capitafinancialnetwork.com. You can also check out their financial education podcast, The Financial Call, available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and YouTube.